Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, another Monday is upon us all, and that means one thing if you're a conspiracy podcast listener that Matt over there at The Great Deception is putting together another fun episode this week. And I'm sharing with you here the one that we recorded last week. Um, these guys from Cult of Conspiracy seem pretty cool, man. I think that I've met them once, um, John, Jonathan, and Jacob. Um, I have a bad habit of always wanting to call people that go by Jonathan John. Okay, but this guy goes by Jonathan and uh, his co-host Jacob. They're pretty cool dudes, man. It seems like they started their show around the same time I did and, uh, you know, doing really cool things over there. So check out their work if you haven't already. A couple of fun dudes. And you guys know Matt. I mean, Matt's awesome. We um, had a fun chat. It was just kind of all over the place as these shows tend to go. And you know the story here. I like sharing with you guys the episodes a week later just to get them out. And put a little extra content on top. What I want to talk about today isn't specific to to too many things. I kind of want to talk a little bit about the state of the country. Uh, you know, just kind of some observations that I've been making and things that I've researched a little bit and just come across. Real quick, I want to try and do this every single Monday on these shorter intros. I want to thank the, the new Patreon subscribers because you guys uh, helped me obviously do this. For right now, I'm doing it full time, you know, Uh, we'll see how long that goes for. But big thanks to Victor, uh, D-N-O, Semplis. I'm only giving the first names here. Huge thanks to Matthew throwing that $10 a month tier. And I am going to be doing the $10, uh, you know, Sunday chats, like the last Sunday of the month. We'll we'll talk it out. We'll see what's going on. And uh, usually do this for about two hours. Kind of stop doing them just because not too many people were participating since there's a few new $10 members, maybe we'll get, uh, you know, a more, you know, dynamic discussion there. Always have a fun chat with the people that did show up. But anyway, Matthew, thanks so much, dude. Jay, Joshua, Dwayne, another huge thanks to Will, another $10 member. Kristen, and then Laurel Lolo. I can probably say that because I don't think her last name is Lolo. But um, Laurel also bought some shirts, too. She was one of the very kind people that purchased through my old host. And then we had the issues. So, you know, she got her stuff. Uh, we made it right over there with Fourth Wall. Not sure if they were delivered yet, but I saw that they were in production. But you guys don't want to hear that, right? You don't want to hear about all the drama that goes on behind the scenes. I just did want to thank those people that that uh, support the show. And so thank you very much, guys. One thing that I want to mention here right up top, obviously, you know I'm going to be mentioning this Ohio train derailment situation. I haven't got on here and talked Since it happened, I don't think, I mean, I think that we mentioned it a little bit in the new show. We will be talking about some of this stuff in the new show as well. Uh, Something that I saw, though, that was just kind of mind-blowing is that both Pennsylvania senators are out of commission right now. 
I guess these are different health reasons that they're out. And this is supposedly a first from what I'm seeing. Now, Pennsylvania really going to shit, going to hell in a handbasket. They had every opportunity to win the damn Super Bowl and somehow fuck that up. I'm not sure how that goes. Uh, they were favored to win. You know, Kansas City, no one really wanted these guys to win. They squeaked out a win. Remember the conspiracy theorists were saying that the final score was going to be 34 Kansas City, 37 uh, <laughs> Philadelphia, and it ended up being 38 Kansas City and 35 uh, Philadelphia. So it was close, right? They flipped the scores around. They The um, the script writers got on to us, and they had to flip the, the scores and then add a point because that makes sense. So, you know, when, when people are telling you that the Bills are going to win next year and then the Bengals and then uh, whoever else was, was in there, I don't know. That list is out too, so maybe the script writers are going to have to switch that up. But I want to tell you a little bit about Bob Casey and John Fetterman. These are these two senators that I mentioned that are out of commission right now. Bob Casey has cancer, which is obviously very unfortunate. Don't know much about Bob Casey. I'm sure since he is a politician that he is a piece of shit. Uh, he is a Democrat. Uh, let's see. Spokesperson said the Pennsylvania Democrat expects to return to a normal schedule after a period of rest and recovery. That's good that he was elected, right? That's good that he was elected if he, uh, you know, has cancer. Heart goes out to anyone with cancer. It's prostate cancer, I guess. So not a good situation. Just over a month he's been out of commission, I guess. And it's just strange. Obviously, cancer happens to a lot of people, too many people, really. But, uh... I don't know, man. We we got to work on age limits for these politicians. Obviously, young people can get cancer. This dude doesn't look terribly old. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what his age is because I'm just kind of checking around online. But, you know, speed recovery goes to uh, Bob Casey, I guess. Uh, you know, maybe just, you know, resign. That would probably be, that'd make a lot more people like you, I think. If you just step down, if you can't do your damn job because of health concerns, it is an issue. Now, this is this is insane to me. John Fetterman is in a mental ward. You heard that right. He is in a mental ward right now. And I'm actually going to read more of this because John Fetterman, everyone's favorite punching bag. I mean, this guy has some fucking problems, man. Senator John Fetterman uh, will receive inpatient hospital care for a few weeks after he seeks treatment for clinical depression. A senior staffer for the senator um, told CNBC on Friday depression. What are you depressed about, dude? Um, some highlights here. The 53-year-old freshman lawmaker had checked himself into Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in uh, Beth Bethesda, Maryland, I guess. Bethesda, Bethesda. Um, Fetterman suffered a life-threatening stroke during his Senate campaign, but still defeated his Trump-backed Republican challenger, Dr. Mehmet Oz. Uh, that was literally like picking, I don't know if you've seen South Park, where you get to pick between a douche and a turd. That's literally what that was. Insane that those are the two best that the great state of Pennsylvania could come up with to represent them. Uh, Fetterman was recently hospitalized after feeling lightheaded, uh, his office said at the time. Now, the expected length of Fetterman's hospital stay was shared hours after he uh, showed up. The 53-year-old freshman lawmaker checked himself into Walter Reed, blah, blah, blah. We talked about that. This was just his last Wednesday. Uh, this was written on the 17th. So, you know, talking about this three days after it happened last Wednesday, this dude's checking himself into a mental ward 
We're looking for a few weeks of inpatient care as doctors try different medications and dial in the correct dosages. A senior Fetterman aide told NBC News on Thursday night. A top staffer for the senator confirmed that timeline to CNBC. Wow. Wow. Okay, Fetterman's absence from Capitol Hill would temporarily narrow Democrats' slim 51 to 49 cent majority, potentially making it harder for the polarized chamber to accomplish its goals. Well, maybe that's actually a good thing, because when these people start doing shit, the country just takes a dump. And it's very unfortunate. Obviously, you know, not trying to make light of Mr. Fetterman's condition. I just don't have any sympathy for him, though, man. Honestly, I really don't. Um, now, when, when people have strokes, it, it's something that is near and dear to me. My grandmother had a stroke, and it's very sad. It's, a, it's an unfortunate situation. My grandmother wasn't a senator, though. And if she was trying to be a senator, I would tell her, hey, grandma, maybe it's time to hang it up. If you're having health issues... This is not the place to be, right? And again, no disrespect to my grandma, obviously. A little bit of disrespect to uh, Fetterman here. Just not not a fan, man. The guy shouldn't have been there. Obviously, uh, Oz is not a good choice for Republicans either. But holy shit, you've got one dude with cancer out of commission, another dude with just depression, and he's not able to do his fucking job, which is insane. And I'm seeing here, too, uh, I, you know, I mentioned Pennsylvania is a failed state. It's rapidly declining. They supposedly passed the limit of having forever toxins in their drinking water. More than 3,000 towns. didn't realize there was that many towns in Pennsylvania. I know that everything is um, very condensed over there in the Northeast. This is from WESA.FM, I guess, W-E-S-A. So this is a radio station, obviously, 90.5 WESA.FM, talking about just the limit of uh, these guys are passing the limit of highly toxic chemicals nicknamed forever chemicals in 3000 towns of water the rule published earlier this month in the official register of state government agency actions sets a limit of 14 parts per trillion of plurofluoro holy shit perfluorocatonic acid I'm not even going to act like that's right some kind of acid that's toxic i guess and 18 parts per trillion, oh boy, perfluoroctane, perfluoroctane, we'll go with that, sulfonic acid. The, the rule applies to all 3,117 water systems, the Department of Environmental Protection said. So you've got 3,117, uh, over 3,000 of those are past the threshold of unsafe drinking water, according to this. It's incredibly interesting to me. Now, you would think that this could be setting up something in the near future if we see both senators out of commission. You would think if the state was functioning properly, if things got better somehow while these two idiots were sidelined, maybe it could make a good case for like, yeah, we don't need government. But it is incredibly interesting that if there is a script that is being uh, fulfilled here, if uh, by chance Fetterman isn't really depressed and he's playing a role, which I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. Um, obviously, cancer is something kind of hard to uh, lie about, right? Uh, I think that's probably pretty well known that the dude has cancer. In Casey, that is. Is Fetterman just kind of stepping to the side so that we can see what happens to a state when there's no high-level politicians there? I'm assuming that the governor is, is fine. I mean, who knows? I, I could probably look into that really quick, too. But you have a couple, oh, my computer's about to die. You have a couple 
of high-level politicians here, liaisons to Washington, if you will, out of commission, right? You would think that there wouldn't be any issues, realistically. But, again, if there is some sort of system in play here, if there is a uh, list, if there's some sort of roles that these guys are filling out, we're seeing what is what I would consider a failed state in Pennsylvania probably get worse when these two are sidelined. And this isn't mainstream news at this point. I'm sure that it will be uh, more known in the near future here. But, I mean, it's it's strange to see this going on exactly right now, right? Um, when there's some chaos going on up there in the, you know, obviously Ohio, fairly close to Pennsylvania there, right? Man, it's it's... You think that you would want every single, like, all-hands-on-deck type situation. Pete Buttigieg doesn't really seem to know what the hell's going on. <laughs> a lot of issues have been going on with the transportation in this country since this dude stepped up. The guy was, like, mayor in a town that doesn't even exist, okay? And then he's put there largely because he's a homosexual, right? Doesn't matter how you feel about gay people. I think it's really stupid when you put someone in a position simply because they are gay and then they're kind of qualified rather than someone that's 100% qualified and maybe straight, maybe white, maybe Christian. It doesn't matter. If they're the best one for the job, throw them in there. It's absolutely batshit crazy to me that these quotas are still going on at the highest levels. I think it actually shows some sort of uh, discrimination, maybe reverse discrimination, whatever you want to call it there. But I, I find it incredibly just mind-blowing here. And I think that we're going to start seeing this more often, where there's going to be disasters in areas, in states, in towns, and the politicians are nowhere to be found. Now, the Ohio uh, senators and whatnot, they're acting like they really care about what's going on, right? The the governor, um, says he says it's a good idea to keep elected officials out of Ohio's redistricting process. That's stuff that people just want to hear. I'm kind of looking at, at some of the shit that this dude says. His name is Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio. Um, he is a Republican. Now, let's see. He, I guess he's got FEMA providing resources to East Palestine. Uh, you've got a few things. Fox and Friends grills Ohio governor DeWine. What is taking so long to clean up the mess? Again, what what people will see if they're logical is that Pennsylvania is going to run just fine with these two idiots sidelined. Okay, it's going to run about as efficiently as if um, as Ohio will be. Right, Ohio's not getting taken care of. It seems like everyone is just looking the other way when it comes to what happened there. I don't know. Obviously, the people there care about it a lot. The water there is going to be a serious issue. And I had my my microphone kind of click out, so I'm trying to uh, get my thoughts back. I didn't want to stop stop recording here. It's it's going to become more and more prevalent. You're gonna see issues like this go on. Um, my my big concern is, you know, this whole thing starts this footage, uh, this food shortage rather. You see this whole thing really come to a head uh, and and begin with COVID, right? We had some shortages when COVID started. Then you have this World War Three type situation going on with Russia and Ukraine. And United States is doing all but declare World War Three. They're trying to make Putin do it so that he can look like the asshole here. Um, no matter how you feel about Putin and the United States government, that's what seems to be going on right there. 
you know, doing things deliberately against what Putin is asking for. Not that we should listen to him, but uh, hey, maybe we don't need to get involved with this. But where I'm going with that, you have this breadbasket of the world in Ukraine, you know, coming under stress right there. That's adding to the, the food supply stress right there. Then you have this mind-blowing situation going on with eggs, right? And now, most recently, it seems like the water supply is coming under attack. Every living thing, whether it's a chicken that's laying those eggs for you, or it's a human that is eating those eggs, right? We all need water. And if the water supply is the next thing to be attacked, we're fucked. I mean, there is nothing that you can do once water starts getting bad. And the dude from... The, the guy that the movie, The Big Short, was based off of, I forget his name. He's an autistic dude, high, highly functioning autistic uh, individual that uh, has a knack for kind of uh, predicting the future, for lack of a better terms, when it comes to an economic standpoint. This guy completely changed his position after, you know, shorting the economy, the United States economy, I believe it was real estate specifically, shorting that and then jumping into having clean water like that's what most of his money is spent on now is is making sure that he will capitalize when the water supply is is tough to come by uh, when clean water is tough to come by rather i'm trying to pull up something that somebody sent me colleen a listener of the show uh been a friend of the show really since the early days here she sent me this and it's an incredibly interesting clip about one of our conspiracy, uh, again, conspiracy punchback, he doesn't give a shit, though, that we don't like him. I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with Bill Gates, okay? This guy is just always doing shit to really fuck with us. And she sent me this clip. I just pulled it up here. Uh, have a listen, because this should concern anyone that um, just doesn't have their head in their ass. Do you guys remember the story a few months ago about Bill Gates buying up all the U.S. farmland? Well, he's been getting big. Up, oh, we gotta restart that. Well, he's been getting busy again. Over the past few weeks, Gates has been quietly accumulating a massive eighty-six million dollar position in a company called Ecolab, which he purchased through his LLC, Cascade Investments. This makes him one of the largest shareholders in the company. Now here's where it gets interesting. Ecolab specializes in water treatment using facilities and chemicals. And at the same time that Gates was building his position in the company, I discovered that a U.S. congressman named Alan Lowenthal also started buying shares in the company. So I did some digging on Alan Lowenthal, and wouldn't you know it, he conveniently sits on the Committee for Infrastructure, Water Resources, and the Environment. This is the exact same industry that Ecolab is in. As if that wasn't enough, the EPA just announced new chemical standards for water that will require major investments in the water treatment facility. So as of now, I'll definitely be keeping a close eye on this company. Mm. So water is seriously under attack. Um, and Bill Gates is, is pivoting into this. This is a problem. Now, the reason that I bring up Pennsylvania in the beginning is because their water is already shit. California, same thing. Okay, a lot of these failed states, and it's been a slow burn, but I think that they're kind of ramping this up right now. And I don't mean to, I, again, I don't like pushing fear porn. I don't like making it seem like, uh, you know, I'm blowing the whistle and trying to freak people out here. But this is something to pay attention to. You can go out and get like tablets. They sell them at Walmart for right now. Tablets that you can put in the water to uh, make sure that it's drinkable for yourself. I told you guys to stock up on, on uh, storable food. I, I, I really don't think that that was a mistake to do that. If you look at the food prices, they have skyrocketed. We talked about this on the news show recently. 
Eggs is the main thing. They're up 60%. I think it was like 59%, maybe 69%. So 60 or 70% over a year, okay? Meat is in the double digits, which is huge. I mean, anytime you're getting an increase in clean protein like that, that's a bad look. It's it's going to make people weaker. It's going to make people not think properly, not operate properly. Um, this tofu push and this cricket bullshit push, that is being ramped up. Um, there. Th- so with that being said, the same situation is going on with water here. Water is going to be in short supply, I feel. Maybe water utilities will, will climb, unfortunately. I think that they have quite a bit already, but we're going to see that more and more. Um, and like I was saying, you can get water filters, you can get all kinds of stuff at Walmart, you can order cheap stuff, you can order, I mean, you can spend what you want to on this stuff. That would be the next thing that I would be concerned about as an individual, and it's something that I am concerned about. I used to have like uh, probably two, three months uh, of water supply with plastic bottles. We went through all those because they were about to turn. And now I'm going to stock up again on this stuff. And all that you do is you just drink it. Like they, they sit in the bottles for a couple years before it becomes a serious issue. And uh, plastic is porous, you know, microscopic holes in plastic. So if you leave it around shit, it will get, uh, you know, contaminated. If you leave like detergent around or whatever, that will soak in through the plastic and contaminate your water, make it so that you'll get the serious runs if you drink it. Um, you can look into this stuff though, and you can find like the best ways to store water. Like I said, the, the tablets and the chemicals that you can add to water to make it drinkable, I think are ideal. There's even methods where you can mix in like a tiny amount of bleach. Um, and this kills all the parasites or whatever, maybe in the water. Obviously you got to kind of figure out the, the threshold there. And it's like an exact science. I don't think that there's much room for error, similar to the way that chlorine treats water. Right. Um, but it, it is going to be an issue for sure. Anytime that Bill Gates is getting involved in this stuff, um, we see ripple effects big time. We saw him uh, getting obsessed with vaccines and running event 201. Then we have a world pandemic. We see him buying farmland. Now food is skyrocketing in value. Now his newest thing, getting involved in water. And we're going to see water go up in value big time. Um, there, It seems like they're trying to make this country a third world nation. So I don't know what your thoughts are there on that, but it is something to be concerned about. And I just kind of wanted to get on here and talk about that. I think that we're going to see some serious issues here. And um, I mean, if you got guns, you you can always get whatever you need, I guess, with water and and all this stuff. But I don't think that you want to put yourself in that position. I know I don't. I'm a big believer in the second amendment, but I'd rather like have my own supply and protect it rather than have to go out and like, hunt for it and shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. The weather's been weird. All kinds of things have just been crazy. And uh, what a hell of a time to be a conspiracy theorist, right? I mean, this stuff is just absolutely piling up now. And I wonder what's going to be going on with the 2024 elections, right? We got about a year before these things start getting crazy. If I'm not mistaken, it's not going to be this year. It'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be November 2024 when the chaos starts going on, right? Um, so yeah, just, I don't know, we're going to have to really pay attention. We're going to have to try to unite and come together. You see a lot of division in every industry, whether it's podcasting, whether it's whatever, there is so much division that's, that's playing right into the hand of this. If we are too busy fighting and picking out little things that we don't like about each other, 
we're not even going to be able to defend or start to defend or think about defending what could potentially happen here. So anyway, you know, these, these are always kind of loose, these intros for the master debaters. I wanted to just get on here first and foremost, thank the people that support the show and um, then talk about my thoughts on this water shit. There is a lot of focus. If you look, if you do your own looking um, on like alternative media type sites, Above Top Secret's a great one. Um, you can go around and you can find a lot of information about subtle, subtle bits of information about water supply being under attack and raising concern, raising alarm for water. Um, the people that the people that are in charge of infrastructure here in this country are completely incompetent, right? They're either incompetent or they're intentionally, you know sabotaging things and I, I tend to lean towards the latter there I don't think that they're incompetent I think that they make themselves look that way because like I say all the time they want to portray themselves as the stupid ones and not the bullies if you want to use like a high school analogy right if you're getting picked on by like a mentally disabled person or they're messing with you making your life a little tougher you're not going to beat them up but if it's a bully that's intentionally fucking with you and trying to make your life hard if you got any balls, you're going to beat their ass or you're going to at least hit them so that they think about it next time. We're not going to do that here. We've established that we're not going to do that. So I would say just brace for it. You know, there's going to be some hard times, I think. We, we've been saying this for a little while and it, shit, they have gotten harder. They have got, definitely gotten harder. I don't know how close we're going to get to the brink before things get back to somewhat normal. But I don't know. I feel like they want to install Trump. There's been a lot of talks about this. And who knows what's going to happen when they do that. Some some of the more conservative uh, listeners here might think that that's absolutely crazy, that they want to keep Trump out of office. I don't think so at all. Um, if they really wanted to keep Trump out, you know what they would have done. Um, they would have arrested him somehow. The court system is completely corrupt. I don't care what kind of lawyers and how much money you have. If the system didn't want Trump involved, they would keep him out. They would, they would, they would silence him, 100% silence him. And they haven't done that. They, you can say that they tried, but he's got more more uh, publicity now than he ever had. So I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be very interesting in the near future, like I said, guys. But don't panic about it. You know, just be ready. Just be ready for whatever uh, life might throw at us, or in this case, what the United States government might throw at us. But enjoy this episode. This was a fun talk, a little more lighthearted. I think that we talked about some of these things. Uh, the Palestine issue had happened, I believe and um east palestine rather so yeah we just uh we'll get through it we'll get through it like i said but it is going to be stressful and um you got a lot of great shows out there that talk about this stuff i think cult of conspiracy talks about this stuff quite a bit um matt talks about this stuff we all talk about this stuff when it's serious so you know i think it's getting there i think it's very serious so with that being said guys enjoy this episode I'm also going to do my best with this new platform to give you guys a heads up when ads are coming. Uh, usually a minute or so of ads at the front and at the back of each episode, and then maybe two minutes throughout the entire uh, middle portion, right? So you're going to hear a couple minutes of ads here before we roll into the episode with uh, Matt from The Great Deception who hosted this, and then Cult of Conspiracy. If you don't like it, you can hit that uh, fast forward button. That's 30 seconds forward. Hit that thing four times, you're back into the meat of the episode, okay? That's how this works. So thank you guys. Previews coming up, or commercials rather, coming up, and uh, then we'll get into the show. Enjoy it. What the hell is this?
and welcome to the monday night master debaters oh man what a fucking wild time buckle up because we got a lot of shit to talk about tonight there's so much going on and i don't even want to talk about the ritual that happened yesterday and that's probably one of the things everybody wants to talk about but that's like number eight on my priority list right now so we got a, a great crew we got the guys from Cold of Conspiracy here tonight. Rise back with us. We have a uh, Jay from How to Kill a Sacred Cow is hopefully going to hop on here too. So, guys, welcome. I appreciate hey, you having thank us, you. man. Thank you. We got Jonathan and Jacob from Cold Conspiracy. How's it going, gentlemen? Oh, it's going awesome, man. Going you know, great. we're just we're excited to be here and uh, to go down some rabbit holes because there's a lot of deception going on right now. And I love that the name of your show is Great Deception yeah. because this it seems every day is a deception. Every single every single thing. It's always false flag after false flag. What's real? What's fake? Sleight of hand. Look over here. Don't look at what's going on behind the curtain. Ooh. Don't look at what's going on. In D.C., bro. Look it up in the sky. There's a fucking balloon, bro. Like, oh, yeah. Don't look what's right in front of your face. It's like that bird box movie. You know, everybody's walking around with these blinders on because they're so distracted by this, this psyop, that psyop, you know, look here, like you're saying, look here, look there. And and at the end of it, people are just spinning in circles, you know, getting themselves dizzy, like those old school dizzy bat races. But then you wonder, (laughs) or people wonder, I should say why mainstream media sources have the lowest viewership in history right now. Like, all right, you understand that saying this sentence, this is a correct sentence. Alex Jones has a higher viewership than CNN. That's a correct statement. That's also a a mind-blowing statement in and of itself. People have completely lost faith in the mainstream media. And even if they have faith in it, they don't want to listen to it because all it is is feeding them bad news, bad propaganda, constantly keeping them scared, constantly keeping us like mad at each other. People don't even want to hear that anymore. So that doesn't even shock me at all these days. I have an issue with that too, is that, you know, anytime there's any kind of news that comes out, people are always referencing CNN as, oh, look, they said it. So it has to be real or they're referenced. They're still referencing him. Even if you're not watching it, they're still being referenced as As a a credible source, a valid source. Yeah. It doesn't make any damn sense. That was one thing I was going to actually say. I mean, it's tough to know how many viewers Alex Jones actually gets. It's tough to know how many views CNN actually gets, right? So, you know, a lot more people know about CNN versus Alex Jones. So right. it is it is kind of hard. I, I, I'm in the camp that Alex Jones is is controlled opposition, right? Uh, same with Joe Rogan. Um, you know, there's other other big shows out there that I think are right. Are Wouldn't suspicious. that be true for anyone that's big, you know, and anyone ah. that is taking some sort of funding? from a corporation i feel like they're controlled in a way right i mean it's there's tough an argument for that for sure it's tough to say man because i want to get to that level i'm sure that that you, that you guys do too like cult of conspiracy you guys want to get there i know matt you like we're not just we we do this for fun obviously but we want to grow our shows and we want to get to the point where we reach all these people do we expect to be called controlled opposition once we get to that level i you know i, I think that it's, it's part of the game right I but, hope that uh, I get to the level of being called a sellout. Like, right? <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, it, it depends well. too. Shit. Does your opinion change? That's when you're a sellout, it, right. and that's where we get to. When you will not talk against certain groups, then yeah, you have sold out, and that's yeah, the right. problem that I have with it is that these guys, like Rogan, there's certain things he won't touch. 
you know, mm-hmm. and there's there, all these guys, they have their boogeymen. And then you get an Alex Jones who will say the most ridiculous shit just to be that contradictory guy that stirs everything up to look like the agent of chaos. Wasn't well, it interesting that Kanye went on, uh, or excuse me, Yay went on uh, Alex Jones? I mean, that, that's kind of weird, right? I mean, boy, your boy Yeezus has been popping up everywhere doing everything. So I'm going to be very honest with you. And this isn't even conspiracy talking. This is just me talking. I don't know what homeboy's on. All right. I don't know right. what level he's on. I don't know if he's enlightened. I don't know if he's on the spectrum. I don't know if he's lost his mind because Kim K and that whole cult got to him. Right, right. Bro, I don't know, but I'm mm, Yeezy is somebody who in and of himself needs to be needs to be watched. I'm but sure that's if you another put your guy. Dick a- that's another guy like you were talking about before. It's a distraction. Because in the end. What the fuck is Kanye going to do that's going to help your life or my life or any of our day-to-day lives? Remember Absolutely. when Kim Kardashian had a meeting with Donald Trump to talk about the prison reformation that she right. and her husband wanted to push? I'm sorry. Kim Kardashian had a meeting with the president about prison re- reformation. These are three things that should never be in the same sentence. You right. know what I'm saying? But of course, that got all the media attention. And it was all about the distraction. Never mind the fact of what we're spending the money on right now. Look at this thing. Yep. She you know does what, come though? from an elite family. Oh, yes, right? she does. Oh, you can follow that all the way back to the OJ trials. And if you really want to go back to her, yeah, her Armenian roots, you want to talk right, about right. it's It's wild to go down that rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure that if you put your dick inside of Kim Kardashian, you probably lose a little bit of your sanity at, at some point. That's got to be a fun ride. I don't I'm care who you are. A chunk of your soul goes with it. I'm true soul sucker. Yeah. Yes. Have you guys seen the the succubus the succubus sigil and then Kim Kardashian's perfume logo? It's the same mm-hmm. damn thing. You yep. know, I ah, you have these celebrities and they put out these logos, they put out these emblems, and they say that it's not symbolism and X, Y, and Z. But then you look at it next to a symbol, and it's like, all right, you know, it's you can't even refute this. Well, Exxon Mobil doesn't have the Pegasus by accident, right? Well, I mean, I haven't seen that in a long time, but you're right. That was, and I think it still is on their website, the Pegasus for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's all the these are sigils, you know, and, yeah. and our our buddy NY Patriot that runs the Occult Rejects, he talks about this all the time that, you know, symbols are just what words are to our ears. You know, and we're being brainwashed and inundated with symbols constantly, many of which we don't know or understand, but subconsciously they're still going in, they're still being processed by your brain and absorbed to an extent. And it's, it's a total effort planned, programmed, whatever you want to call it. Give you an Mm. example of that, man. There's a card game called logos. Have y'all seen this? Mm Mm-hmm perfect example of the psyops in real life think of a game where you hold up a card and everybody else has to guess what logo it is there's no words it's just the colors and the shapes of the logo you would be shocked how many obscures okay everybody can point out like the coca-cola logo with or without the words okay fine fine you would be floored at how many of these obscure logos you actually know because you have seen them probably 50 times today whether you wanted to see them or not and and that's part of the problem with our society is that we can recognize those logos. And there's a meme out there that, you know, people can recognize these 25 logos, but they can't identify these 25 plants. Yes. And, and I've said this before, look states. at the fight club model, the fight yep. club model. What's a duvet. Why yep. do we know that a duvet is a type of blanket? Is it critical to our survival? Does that help anybody of the past 2000 years? No, but we all know what that is because we are a society of consumers it who have been machine. bred 
bred and and completely brainwashed to be the consuming cog in the machine. To That's be the honest, point. though, these uh, these sigils or logos or anything that you whatever you however you want to call them, they're actually really genius. And I. You know, oh, a yeah. lot of people will say, oh, well, that's just satanic imagery, whatever the case may be. And, and maybe it is. I'm not even saying that it isn't. Some but what I will say is, is that people that practice this kind of occult ritual magic of sorts, it's it really is magic. You can call it satanic or whatever it is, but it's magic because they understand how our minds work, how our subconscious works. They understand our subconscious more than we understand our subconscious. Yep. We don't even understand that whenever we're having these uh you know, these, these thoughts that are going, you know, in the back and back and forth in our head that we have like an angel and a devil and all that shit. It's like, those are really two different things, you know, because your mind and your subconscious are really two different things. Um, and, and so I, I think that if there's a way to be able to harness that kind of shit and use it to your advantage, well, nobody would be saying that you're satanic. No, man. Um, That's ad agencies. And we've talked about the Betty, the Betty Crocker example with the one egg. Have right. y'all heard about that? Yes. Okay. Perfect example of that. It was a crazy ad agency that you cannot find the name of this ad agency right now. But the ones that told them to change the formula to put one egg in it, they were drawing on ancient Sumerian symbolism of fertility and motherhood. And the sales skyrocketed. It, was, it wasn't meant to be a satanic thing. It wasn't meant to be a pagan thing. Any of these things. But at the same time, it worked. You See, can harness this for your own ends. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm over the whole satanic, luciferian, you know, I, I feel like it's an overused concept in our it's thing. I, I think it's dark arts, right? Yes. Or it's intention based. So when you're dealing with magic, sigils, whatever it is, it's all based on your intention. So I think I think by saying satanic, it's just an easy way to lump everything in there. I think it's a dark arts ritual that they're going through. And we got to get away from the satanic shit because that's the way you turn the the people that are like borderline off right away. As soon as you say, and, and there's people out there that live by it, everything's satanic, right? right everything. Right. It's like, but no, then you no, get no. to a point where you have artists like the Sam Smith dude that no one fucking okay. knows about. And then he's gonna he's gonna try to claw his way back to relevancy by doing something deliberately satanic. So I don't think yeah. that you can quite say that just yet. Where like you're not seeing so much dark arts, you are seeing these these celebrities and these you know uh, pop cultural uh, icons and you know, I mean in, in heavy quotes icons mm -hmm. that are doing satanic stuff deliberately. I mean, literally wearing devil horns. On stage, Look at Lil Nas X's shoes that he released. It was 666 pairs of this uh, shoe that actually had blood in it. Right. It a whole. So you can't. You, yeah. you can't call so that many many other so things, brother. Say, than right. Satanic. I mean, the, I think a lot of these things are put out there just to fuck with us too. Well, well that and that's the, the thing. Studio. Talking about Sam Smith gets him more popular, right? Yeah, like, right. is that the guy's the fucking name? Is it yeah. Sam Smith? Okay. Sam so Smith, yeah, and he was famous for like two songs. That and I'm not gonna lie, the boy got some fucking pipes on him. He he's right. a vocalist. Mad talent, but also, what the hell was with this whole ad campaign? His talent has gotten into where he's at, not whatever the fuck this was. Well, right, it's right. funny what happened with him because about beginning of February, I noticed in the New York Post that there was an article on him talking about how he's finally now comfortable in his own skin. And it shows him in like this white sequin, like V down to his crotch dress, yeah. basically, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, dude, they're going to push this hard now. And then he comes out at the Grammys uh -huh. and does this, you know, 
the the, the devil bullshit. And the then, ad I saw for that dress, it was like human progress is inevitable, and I'm just like, yeah. okay. That's well, then like, yesterday yeah. he comes out in some like? black fucking balloon suit, weird shit. Yeah, that looks like you know some people were saying he looks like ball and 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 all that. <laughs> but again, the 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 creator of the outfit said it wanted to match the human form. Now get the fuck out of here if you think <laughs> I'm gonna buy any of this bullshit that this is how we're supposed to look like get right. out of here it's with the this. hunger games dude yep. that's yeah, what it, it totally is, is. These, people like like us are struggling to like put food on the table for our families and our loved ones and whatnot and even pay our own bills and then these people are out there buying goofy ass clothes and wearing fucking literal lions on their damn shoulders like uh one of the kardashians was and it's just it's it's total nonsense dude like it, it's just separating the classes and and you know there's people that idolize these people and and people that just hate them and to go back to what you were saying as far as dark arts rather than satanism in and of itself i hear what you're saying it's basically putting a label and you're right calling it satanic is painting with a very broad brush because there's a lot of nuances to it there's a lot of pagan rituals that a christian would have been like oh that's satanic well, there's a lot of cultural nuances that just got completely eliminated by blanket policying everything that's not Christian. So I feel what you're saying on that. But again, to, to the point that you were making also, there are some that are explicitly satanic. There are some of this sigil magic that is like explicitly meant to be of the spectrum of my faith, for instance, clearly satanic, not just dark arts. However, I do believe that both are happening at the same time. Now, where, where you believe the people that are practicing the dark arts are deriving that power from and what is answering their calls when they ask for help from certain things. That's a talk for whatever flavor of religion you believe in. You know what I mean? And yep. that's, that's to each they own. So I don't label myself as a Christian. No, you um, do not. I am. I like to consider myself just open-minded. I don't, what do you I label don't... yourself if anything, except for like professionally on the fence? That's, it's not even on the fence. It's just I like to dip my toe in and see what the water's like. I, I just like to look at everything. You don't like I, to say course, no to anything. I'll put it like not that. necessarily. Yeah. I'll say <laughs> I'll say no to a few things. But <laughs> you have no standards. I don't go both ways. All right. That's I'll oh, say no fair, to that. Fair, fair. My bad. My bad. Uh, but, Within the realm of reality. Sorry, right. Sam. But, Sam Smith, you're out of luck, buddy. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. Sam. No, no. He is tied too. Probably. Bro, yeah. I don't know his money though. For his money. No, there's no amount of money. But uh, what I will say is, is that, you know, whenever you it, it's all about the 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 colored glasses that you're wearing whenever you're mm -hmm. looking at these things. Yep. If you're looking at it from a Christian perspective, then, perspective, of course, dog. then, of course, it's satanic. Right. But if you remember, this country was founded upon Christian beliefs. So if you're if you're playing with the um, by Freemasons, you, know, you practice the Kabbalah. It's interesting how that works out. But that's mm -hmm. a talk for another day. Sure. Sure. Which is the I'm Christianity that we're based off of. If you're yeah. you know, if you're going to say this is a Christian based nation, it was it wasn't built off you know, strict Christianity when you have the you know apotheosis of Washington in the middle of the capital. Right. Or if sure. you have all the nuances of first European settlers, like we're talking what a Christian nation, like what we're talking Puritan, because if that's the case, we have a few rules that are not being enacted. We're talking the Amish, we're talking the Quakers. Well, you know the, what I mean? The point that I'm making is, is that, yeah, Christian is a giant umbrella term. Yeah, it but is. under that umbrella term, the, the bad guy is always the devil. Right. You that's know what, what I'm saying? saying? It's such a cop out. You know, it, it takes away so many things, so many levels as to what's happening and why it's happening to just say, oh, it's Satan. Right. But that's not to say that. I think that a lot of it really is just to 
you know, get people excited. Oh my God, did you see him? He yeah. wore the, the, uh, you know, the devil and, and Rihanna at the Super Bowl oh. last night, she was dressed and like the devil or whatever it was. And that's the right? other thing too. I hate new age Satanism. Why don't you just call it humanism? That's all it yeah. fucking is. You're calling it that to be a troll. And then you have these celebrities and half of them, I can't tell if they're trolling like the Rihanna thing. Is it possible Rihanna did that just to like rub it in everybody's face? It's like, ha I'm gonna fuck all y'all's minds up. Or is she a part of it? And that was clearly symbolism. Dude, Dude I found, I heard something today from ghost, uh, you know, buddy from my third eye, I do the, uh, you know, the, the conspiracy underground news team show with every week. Right. The best comes around. Yeah, I do it. It's a the cunt, right? It's it's a it's an interesting take that he had on this Super Bowl halftime show. You've got a pregnant Rihanna. No one knew that she was pregnant, right? Right. She's wearing red. Red represents the female egg. This is what the color of the female egg are. Everyone else around was dressed up like little sperms, yes. fucking like dancing all around her and shit. I never, I never. I she what? was supposed to be the scarlet whore giving birth to the Antichrist. I heard that comparison. Made. Yeah, because what time are we coming into? We're rapidly approaching the, you know, the spring. The re that's the birth time, right? And I think that's what they're prepping us with with these rituals. You got the Grammys last weekend. You get the Super Bowl this weekend, and th those are their rituals leading up to their birthing season, which is, you know, the springtime. Okay. I right. was going to say something, too, back to what you were saying, Matt, earlier, like how Sam Smith's finally comfortable in his clothes and he's wearing like a bull rat fucking slingshot uh, thong <laughs> or whatever, you know, there's it's OK to not be 100 percent comfortable in your skin if you're going to get to that level. Like I, I am like a 250 pound dude. I shouldn't feel comfortable walking around in a thong outside like I, I should. I should maybe not feel that comfortable in Bert my Kreischer skin. does, though. Yeah, well, he's another fucking Illuminati uh, type dude. So it, it's okay to be like, yeah, you know, I need to better myself a little bit. I'm not 100% comfortable in my skin. This is why I'm exercising lately. I'm running. I'm trying to get in better shape. It's okay to not feel 100% comfortable. But then when you're out there and you have like these 350-pound, five-foot-five women like Lizzo that are dancing uh -oh. around and they're like, Bitch, you got to feel confident in yourself. Like, man, no, you don't. You could actually try and better yourself instead of just trying to feel confident the way yeah. that you are, because it will lead to a premature death if you're just 100% confident and comfortable in your fat self, right? I mean, I'm all about loving yourself. I get it. I get the message they're trying to say, like, okay, I'm with you. But at the same time, bro, agreed. Like, you can't be promoting people to literally be killing themselves from diabetes in 20 years. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Right. But have right. a little bit of dignity, a little bit of pride within yourself. Right. Slightly. But if you really think about it, that's exactly what they want. Ah. I mean, it's all about depopulation right, and right. lowering the society and, and, and making the, the less people, the more control they have. Yeah. You know, it's like up and I'm from Pennsylvania, right? There's a certain time of year where you can go out and just fucking shoot as many deer as you want because they're trying to keep the population down. It's yeah. not that there's, it's not that there's too many. It's just that there's too many of them to control. And so I think that that's really all this is, is that it's just it's another form of population control. Yeah, let's get them all eating fucking McDonald's, make them be 400 pounds. They'll, they'll die whenever they're 36. Well, and, and what else know. do you need when you <laughs> if you are sick, you are into their system, you are oh, yeah. into their pharma, you they are you are their cash cow at that point. And then if you decide to go outside of their system, then you're a pariah then you know then they're going to crack down on you because you can't go to a naturopathist or anybody that doesn't pr uh, practice 
you know, the Rockefeller medicine. Why don't they let people drink and drive then? Why don't they let people uh, do all these other things? It's insurance. Why do you have to wear a seatbelt, but you don't have to wear a helmet on a motorcycle? You know, you have to wear a seatbelt in a car, but you don't have to wear a helmet in a motorcycle. It's because of insurance. It depends on your state. It depends on the state. But I will agree. The insurance companies have so much money that they're able to pull the government whichever way they want. We're talking upper echelon. We're talking in line with the banks. You know what I'm saying? So it's the idea of the Iron Triangle. You guys heard of that? I've heard of Iron Triangle. Yeah, it's like uh, bureaucracy, corporations, and government, right? It's like it's this trifecta where they feed off each other. And that's where the insurance companies come in and like how they set policy for the government and so on. And the beautiful little cherry center of that, which nobody really wants to acknowledge, but really does dip their toes in all of that, the church. But that's a talk for another day. Well, that's a separate iron triangle. It's a it's an interesting. There you go. Look at Matt here. Look at the fucking fucking Jamie. Right. I was going to say, yo. (laughs) Well, too much. Yeah. Bureaucracy, Congress and interest groups. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can't find a single fault with this whole graph. It checks out. That's what the Iron Triangle is. And you see this in all kinds of things. So like the bureaucracy could come from, uh, obviously, you know, investors in the interest group. And then, sure. you know, it, it shoots back. And and it doesn't necessarily need to be Congress. It can also be like the uh, government. Well, the Congress is the government, but it could be the executive branch. It could That's be the I'm judicial saying. branch, Leadership. right? Yep, it depends yeah. on group. Yeah. But it's an authoritative body. Hell, that could even be on the lower level. That could be your county. I mean, yeah, if you really want to sure. get technical, this can go to whatever it can go as big or small as it needs to. But this this chart fits. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's a scary thing, man. It's very it's been present since government's been a thing. Absolutely. Good God almighty. Hey, have you guys seen anything on on the pipelines? Yes. And did you see the the Seymour Hirsch article? That it basically, you know, he lays out exactly how the U.S. did it and that they're basically not denying it either anymore. Um, this is exactly why whenever people and whenever we get into the whole Russia, Ukraine shit and people um, are always raising their fucking Ukraine, Ukraine flags and I don't care. You can send as much money and as much military shit as you possibly want. Dude, Russia. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm sure they're both bad guys, but here's the thing. We're the ones really starting this shit. That's what this is all about. Oh, we do everything. We are the biggest terrorists in the world. I mean, and that's right. what this says right here. This this happened, okay? It says last June, Navy divers operating under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as Balt Ops 22 planted the remotely triggered explosives that three months later destroyed three of the four Nord Stream pipelines, according to a source with direct knowledge of the operational planning. And, mm. you know, all the U.S., you went around and you listened to the, you know, the Sunday morning talk shows back last year about this time. They were all saying, and even back into Trump's presidency, they were saying that they had to put an end to Nord Stream 2. And the reason for that was that was russia feeding them cheap fuel and if they had that there's no need for the ukraine conflict they're not going to fight they're not going to side with america during that because they're going to be getting russia's you know cheap energy or cheap oil right and here's the deal man america only does one thing really 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 well anymore and that's war so the only way that we can keep the war machine turning is to create our own boogeyman and go and handle but this this is an actual act that could cause war that's That's the the scary thing about this shit this is an intentional yeah this is across lines this is a thing you know there's been a lot of false flags that get 
people into wars. This is an actual event that now if it, Russia insists that they can tie it to the U.S. Okay, it, I'll put it to another level for you. The rapid withdrawal out of Afghanistan, where we left how many billions of dollars of equipment that's now in terrorist hands? Do you think we're not going to be getting shot at by our own equipment here in the next couple of years? We well, they're playing for us left- now. You know, oh, we, I, I, right, I gotta, right. I gotta jump in real quick. We gotta stop using the words "we" and "us" okay. because we are not involved. Well, in this. "we", we is, gotta separate is, ourselves. is meaning the United I States. Government. I know, dude. But it's we the military industrial complex. Right? Stop being so sensitive. No, we gotta okay, separate ourselves from our fucking government, dude. We are I'm not the you. government. Like, I'm we with are... you, my dog. I'm with no, you. So, I get excuse it. me. The United States government has done this multiple times. You look at Afghanistan when we created the Muha, excuse me, the U.S. government, no, we <laughs> created the Mujahideen that later became Al Qaeda that we later had to fight in Afghanistan because of something that we let happen, i.e., 9 11. Excuse me, U.S. government let happen, i.e., 9 11. My it's point tough is, to though, do, that- right? It's tough to, to, to make that distinguishment. But yeah, dude, we didn't do any of this shit, man. No, we the people didn't. And just like the Ukrainian people didn't do anything for this, just like the Bolivia, uh, not Bolivia, I'm sorry, the Bosnian people did nothing to deserve what happened to them. But the people at the top, i.e. like Raytheon, really likes when war happens and America does it. And we throw so much money at war. It's not even funny. So they're like, hey, let's just cause a little uprising, you know, get a little U.S. troop action and then boom, we're in the money, boys. Yeah, man. And I don't like that. I don't like that, but at the same time, if America was going to like run the reins at something, I would rather it be war. I'm that's just me. I would yeah. rather not be the antagonist, though. Fair. I'm, I'm not saying it's a perfect system. I'm not saying it's good that we remain the world's toughest bully by making sure no one else gets close to us. But at the same time, thus far, it's worked. That's all I'm saying. I, you know. Yeah, there. It seems like that tide is turning a little bit, though, because we do have a, an incredibly weak government right now, and there's. I don't know what's going on with all these, uh, you know, uh, you know, unknown objects that are flying over Uh, like different areas and stuff. And I'm sure that that'll segue us into something else here. But it's like, man, we're appearing very weak. And I don't think that we're following the art of war where we're appearing weak and we're really strong. I don't think that we're doing that. I think that we just have an incompetent government. Um, But they're trying to make themselves seem incompetent because. If you're like to to bring it to a very simple analogy, if you're a kid in high school, you're not going to fight a retarded kid that is fucking with you because they're retarded, right? Like they know, uh, you know that they're not supposed to do that. They're just incompetent. But you are going to pick on a bully that is just a dickhead, a a, a normal dickhead that is trying to mess with you. So you're not going to, uh, you know, engage with the incompetent government. But if you knew that they were evil, you would, right? So there, there, there are this, these evil people posing as like just incompetent idiots when, yeah. you know, it, it's the exact opposite. They're, they're very much bad guys. I hear you. And I think that our government has been made incompetent on purpose so that other people could rise to power. I believe that that's why Biden is in the position he's in. He's been on China's dick since 92. Like right. we have played multiple uh, where he, he had these big press conferences and he, he had, uh, address the Congress or the House. I forget which one it was. Forgive me for not being a Biden expert. But my point is, though, that he was talking about, and this is in 92, how America needs to get more involved with China. We need to get better trade partners with them and all this shit. And now here we go. We have a a military that is, and I hate to say this out loud, but it's also true. The numbers are the numbers. Okay. The The United States military has operated off the system of We want to have so much capability and so much numbers and so much equipment that we could fight two full-size wars at the same time. 
We have taken that approach ever since World War II, and we have always kept our military spending up that high to keep our numbers up, to keep our tanks equipped, to keep our shit up to date, and also being on the cutting edge of military technology. The problem is that with the horrible experiences of the last 20, given, you know, give or take years of war, and we have this many veterans that have come back and told the people what military is actually like, what this war is actually like, what serving this government is actually like. We have the lowest recruiting numbers we've had in a very, very long time, so much so that we no longer currently can keep up with the capability of fighting two fronts at the same time. Now, yes, we can still handle up on one. We can still do what we need to do. We could still establish global dominance within like 72 hours very quickly. But like you said, the tides are turning because now while we are in a military downcline, decline, excuse me, China is on a military incline. They now have the largest Navy on Earth. They are now trying to build, I think it's 1,500 more nukes, which is still nowhere near as much as we or Russia have. But either way, it's unnecessary. Then on top of all of that, we have these Chinese, quote unquote, Chinese balloons that our government allowed into our air station, aired into our airspace, flew all the way over the country and then shot down later on. But that's a talk for later on. But these unidentified flying objects, have you seen these pill reports that we're getting uh, about these things being shot down over Alaska and Canada? They <laughs> yeah, all briefly. Go with the UFOs, these pilots are for the first time in years seeing these objects that they didn't have the capability for up until two years ago. They just updated all of our radars in our planes, and they are able to see further than they've ever been able to see before while still in their position. They are seeing things that have always been there, but every time we've gotten close enough, they take off. These mm tic-tac-shaped crafts that are beating and breaking every known law of aviation that we operate under. And we have no idea what the hell they are, but apparently we shot one down, allegedly. Right, right. Yeah, Man, missed with the first shot, got him with the second, supposedly. <laughs> right, right, right. There is one thing I saw, too, uh, going back to that China, you know, increasing their military spending and their operations and everything, where supposedly they signed something into law, and who knows if this is real or not, where uh, every citizen is like a, a standing member of the army now. Like, so they have done forced conscription and that's always been a part of their policy. Although it was like, you have the, it basically like everywhere else, you can get called for the draft. Right, just, right. You knew that. And it was a big time. You had to take martial arts in some way to even qualify to join the military. But with the way they're going right now, with the way that China is moving economically around the world, every industry that America pulled out of, like when the oil industry tanked, China came in and bought it for pennies on the dollar. And now that Africa is pumping oil like it used to, that's all going to China now. You look at the Afghanistan withdrawal. They are putting in a massive rail system, a massive highway to be able to mine the $3 trillion of untapped mineral reserves in the Afghan mountains. The thing is, though, China's been very stinky and very uh, shrewd in how they've done the paperwork. So usually when an outside company comes in or outside country comes in and does some sort of drill work, the local population has to maintain 51% of the workforce, give or take. And that's always a part of the, the requirements. Dude, China somehow found a way to loophole it to where they can bring 99% of the manpower in and the host country just gets fucked. And they're grateful for it somehow. So along with them making their economic moves, they're also making big military moves. And they're trying to make it to where they are going to become the world's next leading superpower. Their biggest problem, in my opinion, is going to be their population decline or at least their population stagnation. That That's what I was just going to say. I've I've been reading lately Dude. multiple articles about how yeah. they're in a, a stagnant point where that one 
one child law that they had forever is really coming back to bite them in the ass. Fuck them. It fucked them for anything that they're trying to do in the next two decades. So here's the deal. China can make it through this. They just had a massive housing bubble burst last year. And here's the problem. The Chinese economy, the housing market accounts for like 60% of people's income that they spend, as opposed to America when it's like 30% or something like that. So when the housing bubble burst, that fucked over the entirety of China's population, right? That being said, they are trying to get set up to make a big move here soon. And if they either A, don't make a big move or B, do not implement some sort of massive changes in their society and culture, I think China might actually collapse. Right. The average salary there is like $10,000. Right. But they're but they're holding that in account to a first world living standard. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. 10000 in China, that's, that's doing all right. 10000 in America, like, yo, you're beyond poverty. Well, I'm saying like ten thousand dollars. From what I heard, it's like the the similar spending, but they're also much better at saving money. And the system's different, right? It's a communist system. So if you're pocketing ten thousand dollars, and then you're getting like supposedly all these state services and whatnot that right. that come with communism, which who knows how the hell it really works over there? It's really tough to know. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's just gonna be interesting. They've been a threat since like the entire time I've been alive, since the '90s, and nothing's really happened from it other than like cheap labor and shit like that but I'll, I'll say it again the biggest threat to america is in washington dc Facts. oh yeah for sure that's it yeah we all agree on that our I biggest think. enemy is is our government and the military industrial complex and the corporations that you know essentially make our laws the that's medical where, industrial complex too yeah that's where our big problem is because yep. our, our politicians are bought and bought and paid for so Oh, you look at the way this whole Ukrainian deal has been handled, man, start to finish. Like we sent, excuse me, as of now, I think it's $100 billion and counting to Ukraine. And then you look at how much of that actually got to Ukraine, how much of that was sent back to the United States in some sort of offshore account, how much of that got pocketed by the local Ukrainian politicians. They're taking these massive European vacations in the middle of an active fucking war on their home soil. Zelensky's had to fire a bunch of staff members. I'm sure that was a big political move. That was a big puppet move. I'm fully aware of it. But my point is, though, even when America, the American government, sends quote unquote help, there's always an ulterior motive. And when there's war, there are so many ways to hide money within the layers and the fine print and the loopholes, man. You could hide money everywhere in war. Mm. That's the so, whole point of war. That's exactly. it's a big money wandering scheme. That's all that is. It's it's a. And it's a bank money grab uh, for the military industrial complex. Yeah. This and part then, of this part of the show should be brought to you by TurboTax and H and R Block and shit. <laughs> there you go. Don't forget to file your taxes after hey, all fuck this. Fuck that, man. I ain't I ain't naming names unless they cut me a check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget. But, but so you what look do you... at the military movements around the world, man? You look at Turkey right now, that big earthquake that just happened. Turkey was that's already what I was just gonna up ask to you make... about. I was gonna Dude. say that thing, you know, it hits Turkey and Syria. Yes, but Turkey was already gearing up to make a massive northern push into Syria, man. We actually did an episode about that three weeks ago. Turkey is in a big push right now to break through the Kurdish-owned area because right now Syria has a pocket of land that's owned by the Kurds, and they have established their own Kurdish nation because Syria is in a civil war and kind of can't deal with every fucking problem in their face, right? Now that that's been done and that's set a precedent, other Kurdish... Uh, areas which most of the Kurd population is in Turkey, they are starting to have talks of revolution, of uh, uh, independence, 
and Turkey's already trying to shut that down. So if Turkey comes in and they, I remember the Turkish president back in November, had said this, he wanted to make a 30 kilometer strip of Northern Syria, a Turkish friendly zone, safe zone, whatever you want to call it, that area is going to be completely ran by a military of Turkey, which is a UN power. It'll be the equivalent of Palestine. Yes. Yes. And the problem is that everybody wants Turkey to be on board with Finland and Sweden trying to join in, or is it Norway and Finland, excuse me, trying to join into the UN that no one's really going to tell them shit or or NATO, excuse me. No one's going to stop Turkey from making this military push because you have to have all members give the thumbs up for new countries to join. And if for any reason Turkey decides, no, you know what, I'm going to hold off on that vote until I'm done with this. It's a whole big push. There's whole power plays being done right now. But then in spite of all of that, an earthquake fucking happens. And so now Turkey can move in in a military way and say that it's not military. It's strictly human aid. They, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it literally was out of a fucking textbook. Yeah, you think that uh, that earthquakes can happen, uh, like uh, governments can create earthquakes? And maybe this I'm, is... I'm going to say it's possible. I'm not going to say for sure that they can create earthquakes. I'm going to say that I don't know that they can't. I know for sure that they can create hurricanes. I know for sure they can create uh, tornadoes. I know for sure they can make it rain once a week in Dubai from cloud seeding. So to say that they can create an earthquake, that's not even the craziest shit I've heard this week. Also, I'll I'll prove it to you right here. It's science. Science. Bill Nye. Mechanisms and induced seismicity. Say that oh. ten times fast. Okay. So you can okay, do so it. Yeah. You can do it by water injection or gas extraction, and these are the two ways they tell us about. This doesn't even include uh, a frequency based, where you would, you know, literally shake the ground. Oh, this has to do with like the mud flood shit. Yep, it very well could. Um, seismographs like this. There's there's truck units that they'll roll out to take seismic readings of the area. They'll just put their legs down, send a vibration through, and get the readings back. It's basically sonar. You know, yeah. through through the dirt. So absolutely. And who's to say that they didn't back in the day put something underground that has to be triggered by a radio wave and then boom, they create an earthquake. Hey, that's not again, that's not even the craziest shit I've heard this week. And it's right, only right. Monday. You know what I mean? Well, now, I what, it, kinda... what I do find suspicious, though, is let me let me just share uh, again, because these buildings, right? We're, we're we're talking about an area that supposedly has a lot of earthquakes. Mm-hmm. And we start looking at some of these buildings and they, it looks awfully suspicious. Like yeah. there might've been some direct energy weapons or things like that, that might've hit some of these, uh, because some of these are just obliterated. And that's the thing too, especially in an area where, you know, historically, like they get massive earthquakes once every 10 years, 20 years, give or take, cause it's on a natural spot where the plates meet. Right. You would think that the buildings in that area, for instance, Japan, if you look at J- Japanese architecture and their big, big, massive wooden palaces that they made, those are made to withstand earthquakes. They were built in a way that they can actually rock and not fall. And they did that strictly off of cutting wood. There's no bolts, no nails, no nothing in these constructions. Well, and a lot of these buildings in the Middle East, sorry to cut you off, I'll let you right back. They're made from what's called natural concrete or Roman yes. concrete, which is a totally different material. It's much more durable. Like you said, it tends to give, it absorbs water, it absorbs, uh, you know, movement a lot better. So, yeah, absolutely. And that was right in line with the point I was about to make. Now you have these buildings that have lasted hundreds, sometimes thousands of years through all these earthquakes, through floods, through everything else. But now all of a sudden one earthquake hits and they topple. 
is that to say that it was finally the straw that broke the camel's back? Possibly. Is it to say that maybe this was a little bit more than just your average run-of-the-mill earthquake that it's experienced for 2,000 years? Fucking maybe, dude. Maybe. Occam's razor, right? Uh, right. It could just be the most simple explanation, but at the same time, man, it's just, it's one after the other, right? We hit on what? The earthquake, UFOs, Nord Stream, and we didn't even touch on something that nobody in in the mainstream is talking about which is this train derailment in ohio bruh i just heard about this today this afternoon i have done zero digging on it thus far all right here let me let me get let me uh share here while you're pulling that up did you also hear about the train derailment in south carolina and in texas wait wait were these all food related just curious I don't know a hundred percent. We just got like someone that called in while we were doing this uh, episode today. Um, L one thumb L actually like called us and was like, yeah, there was like two fucking train derailments in the last couple hours. Yep. I'm very curious how much of this has to do with food manufacturing because to date there's like been 200 food manufacturing facilities since 2020 that have burned down, been shut down for weird reasons. And then I'm hearing about this kind of chemical stuff. I'm hearing about train derailments and it's like, bro, they're not even being coy about it. They're just not talking about it. And then watch the, watch the end of this video. It gets Mm -hmm. even creepier. So if you didn't hear a train has derailed in Ohio, spilling thousands of gallons of PVC polychloride liquid toxic fumes and gases. One of the most toxic chemicals known to man. The crazy part? Look at this movie trailer. Is there supposed to be a video? Oh, you don't see anything? I see shit about raccoons, which is fascinating to me. I saw raccoon information. Same. I saw the raccoons and cougars. I'm like, whoa, what is this? That movie, the train derailment. You still researching raccoons, Matt? I love it. Somehow a train derailment red to like mutant raccoons. I don't know where this is going. I'm on board. <laughs> Dude, we have this thing going here where there's a, there's a big problem with raccoons out here these days. And and that's what I thought he was getting at there. <laughs> I love it. The trash pandas are real in your area, huh? <laughs> no, no. They're just terrifying to me. <laughs> Wait, a raccoon is scary to you, dude? I'm sure that we'll get into it later. Uh, okay. Maybe when we wrap up the show. There's a debate. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil nothing. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, know. sorry, Matt. I just it seemed like there was a video that was supposed to be shown there. It was yeah. my computer just freaked the fuck out. I don't know where it went. Okay, so this was liquid polychloride. Yeah, vinyl, uh, vinyl okay. something chloride. Okay, so what so- that is is a component that's used to make PVC. It's a very very horrible substance. Uh, plants around us actually uh, make it. Matter of fact. One of the plants that I was working at for a while had a big chlorine leak. And thankfully, it wasn't raining because if water would have hit that, it would have turned everything immediately to acid rain. And that would have been a whole separate problem. Instead, the cloud went into a nearby neighborhood and everybody in there came out puking their guts up. And there was a whole thing. There was yeah, checks man. cut. Dow Chemical? Bro, let me tell you about these plants that I work at. It's whew. Anyway. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, animals dying, fish dying in the rivers. They told you that like the water in this area is safe to drink still, but the fish are dying. Birds are falling out of the sky. I mean, obviously, I didn't realize that you worked with chemicals like that. You know better than than uh, I would. This shit's fucking absolutely toxic, man. Yeah, it yeah. depends on the facility you're working at. Uh, I currently work at a sugar refinery, and we have no harmful chemicals on site because everything has to be food grade. That was literally luck of the draw that I work where I work currently. But in the past, you name it, Shell, BASF, Exxon, Dow, DuPont. I, I've been through all of them. 
Mm. Can you see this, Rye? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we see this, man. It's like TikTok. Right. Here we go. So if you didn't hear, a train has derailed in Ohio, spilling thousands of gallons of PVC polychloride liquid toxic fumes and gases. One of the most toxic chemicals known to man. The crazy part? Look at this movie trailer. Let's watch a sitcom or something. No! They're calling it the airborne toxic event. We won't come this way. Will we have to leave our home? Of course not. How do you know? I just know. Okay, what if it's dangerous? We have a situation. Say, but this seems pretty weird. This is a real picture of the aftermath, by the way. I'm sure it's just a coincidence, though. So yeah, it's the same city, the right? Yeah. Last year with the playbook in it. Good God. Yeah, now yeah, check we this. That today. This we is more like a news goes. report on it. This is wild. Friday, 20 of them carrying hazardous materials as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for anyone within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit! The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine! This is not fucking storm clouds! Look at it! Arrested for porters, supposedly. There's dead fish in the rivers. You know, supposedly people. Officials are claiming that the air and water are safe. Residents say they can still smell chlorine. They've complained about their eyes watering when they go outside. And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. Had to get the guy a hold of the damn chicken, too. Look at all these fucking crows. I'm not kidding. This is within 10 miles of East Palestine. Now, what is that? I saw this earlier. What was that? The la that, that green measure? and yellow? Yeah, the 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 test strips. It's a pH test of the water. It's a okay. litmus test. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to tell you. I can't read what that's it, a that, what that is. Basically, you use that to test the uh, the pH of like a hot tub or a pool or something. And you compare because there's like a five panel chemical test that tells pH and salt and all that. So that's stuff. highly acidic. I'm assuming. It it just pretty much runs the gauntlet of of five different things. There is an acid on there. There's a base on there. There's a chlorine on there. There's it just tells you ah. if you need to add any chemicals to the water of your pool. But you could also use that in this case to test the water of a puddle, right? That was around tap this water. Leak. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it may it may be tested for chlorine. Oh yeah, you see that right there? Tap water, gutter one, gutter two, and uh, open something. Yeah, yeah. You use that to uh, use that as like a, a gauge as a baseline. Damn, dude, so I the tap water like looks pretty away from this place. That is wild, dude. That's so crazy. And depending on how the winds go, this could affect your hometown. Dude, I did not, I didn't even realize that it was that close right on the border. I grew up on the border of Pennsylvania and Ohio just like that. Wow, dude. That's huh. fucking crazy. Yeah, it's insane. So I can't believe man. they released a movie about literally this, the whole playbook, and then a year later it happens. Bro, the, the stones on these boys. 
Good God. Dude, yeah, it's crazy. So here it is. Five tankers of vinyl chloride, approximately 125 gallons. The government burned it off instead of cleaning it up. So they, when they burned it, they're burning hydrogen chloride, which is unstable. It attaches to, to water to form hydrochloric acid. Yep. And toxic gas clouds formed a 10-mile radius. For the record, mm. anybody keeping track at home, vinyl chloride, again, PVC is polyvinyl chloride. Please don't burn PVC pipes. If you're ever doing something at home and you're just like getting rid of trash, don't burn the fucking plastic. Just don't do it. This is literally why. But anyway. Yep. Hey, man, how about that government, though, man? They're always coming in clutch for us. Oh, I forgot. You can burn all the plastic you want as long as you buy enough carbon credits to cover your ass for the next five years. I That's forgot true. when you throw enough money at the problem, the earth forgives you for your malfeasance. I forgot. My bad. Well, thanks well, for you have uh, to be a peasant, that. too. If you're a corporation, it doesn't apply to you of or course. a nation. State. Just us, joke. just us peasants, you know, any way to, to find, you know, taxes aren't enough. Let's get more out of them. You know it. You're absolutely right, man. But anyway, it's wild shit. Now, I heard about that detrailment in Ohio. What's this I'm hearing about South Carolina now? Yeah, I guess there was some uh, there was a train derailment in Houston and then also one in South Carolina. Um, in H-Town? Oh, hell. Yeah. I know yeah. Houston had a derailment. That must have happened today because I literally. Yeah, today. I've had a, a really, really strenuous 24 hours, so I haven't been on media much at all. So I'm kind of out of the loop as far as anything that's happened in the past day. I wouldn't have heard about it if it wasn't for uh, One Thumb L reaching out and, and telling us. Hell yeah. Okay, fair enough. Know her, but yeah. Whew. Wow. Do you see anything there, Matt? I can look too. Nah, I'm just seeing everything's Ohio. So what did you say? South, South Carolina? Carolina and Houston. South Carolina, uh, upstate Monday afternoon. Yeah, officials. Okay, here, let's see. Yeah, and then also authorities say that a freight train has derailed on a bridge over a Houston highway. At least one car fell onto the road below. Houston Fire Department officials say nobody was hurt in the accident around 8.30 a.m. CDT Thursday. So this was... Uh, you know, a couple days back. We have no idea what was on that train though, right? No, just, it says a freight train. Okay. I mean, that could, that it could be freight of anything. So, okay. All right. Well, this I, is I, old too. Um, but that's the thing too. I could take an accident. You know what I mean? Train derailments do happen. This it happens. This is a perfect world. Explosions. The, the polyvinyl, uh, polyvinyl chloride fl uh, fire that happened. It, it does happen. It's rare. But when you see these things back to back to back to back and you look at the climate of the world around us, that's my big thing. When you see this many red flags, it's you can't ignore it. This is it here from the 13th, which is, yeah, today. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. Texas train derails in collision with 18-wheeler leaving driver dead. Um, yeah, man. I guess this is the scene. It's just weird. Like you said, this seems more like an accident. But this, uh, this, you know, three, three, uh, you know, accidents all, all with trains in one day seems high. Exactly. Uh, not in one day, but you know what I mean? It, it's, it's a little, it's a little too fishy, a little too sus well, to just it, it let seems go. high when we look at it, right? I mean, right, right. it happens frequently and not, you know, cause it doesn't make the Does news it? all the time. Right. Like, well, we, we don't hear every story. There's so many stories out there. How many times does a small train derail and we hear nothing about it? It doesn't even make the national news. 
That's fair. And I guess it depends on the accident. I guess it depends on if anybody died, if there was some sort of foul play, if it was equipment yeah. failure. I get I you. I mean, think about like all the small plane crashes we never hear about. <laughs> sure. That's sure. something that happens on a regular basis. But then if we start looking at it, all of a sudden you start noticing, oh shit, there's all these plane Is there something suspicious? You know, we kind of, we tend to believe or push that we connect all these things sometimes too much to a fault. Um, when in reality, it is just the nature of things. Now, that the, don't don't get me wrong. I still feel like that East Palestine thing is shady as fuck in right. Ohio. I mean, it just doesn't make sense that you would in just- a dirty bomb type of situation going off in a city named Palestine. I mean, <laughs> bro, I, in the again, apocalypse, in the end of days, it's a sign. It, they're not even <laughs> trying to be coy about it, man. It's blatant. It's a, one plus one equals two with these assholes, you know? <laughs> Well, and the ironic thing, they said it happened right, you know, on the same day that the music industry was doing their dark art satanic ritual. And it was like they're part of the ritual. It's okay. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it's not, man. I'm saying shit lines up. I'll, I'm just calling it like I see it. You know what I'm yep. saying? I'm just calling the spade a spade, whether, you know. <laughs> All right. We got to change courses here. This has been a little fucking dark and I want to I want to lighten the mood a little bit. So what we're doing this year, we got a new little segment we're doing here on this, and it's a would you rather. So would you rather fight five raccoons at once or a bear that is equal to you in weight? Pause. What is the breed of bear and how fat are the raccoons? These are very, oh, 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 and is any drugs involved anywhere or is any rabies involved anywhere? Like I need to know exactly what I'm stacking up against. Okay. We got clean raccoons. Word. I'm glad you made the distinction. Cause if they had rabies right off the bat, I'm going with the bear. So it's clean raccoons. All right. The bear is, is so I'm going up against a 200 pound bear. You, you can pick the, the bear type. If you want it to be a 200 pound grizzly, you want it to be a 200 pound black bear, polar bear, whatever you want. It's a two, <laughs> you know, your weight, your body Don't go weight. with a polar bear, though. That's what I'm saying. That's the only breed of bear. Or a grizzly. With what food. the fuck? Like, you stand ah. no chance with a grizzly. Get out of here. Thing. I Your only hope is a black bear. That's it. But at the same time, I'm thinking of what a 180-pound grizzly bear would look like. Like, that's like a cub, dude. And it, But here's bear. the other thing. It's not a child. It's not, you know, it, it's, it's not an adolescent. In, yeah. Eey, that's true. Because at that point, it doesn't know its own strength yet. But it's yeah. also not like a play toy at that point. I know teddy bears. So shit. Ah, I'm gonna say the five raccoons, man. Oh, do I get you, any weapons, or is this strictly bare hands? You want to fight the five raccoons? No weapons for either. No weapons. No weapons. Nothing. If you you can pick up a rock. If there's a rock on the ground, you know you can try okay, to hit. Okay, so weapons it with of it. opportunity are allowed. Like if I yeah. find a so if you're fighting a bear in the woods or raccoon in the woods, you can pick up what's around you and take your shot. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the five yeah. raccoons. Mm. Mm. So why are you, are you afraid of raccoons or you would just rather not fight the raccoons? Well, no, I, I say I'm raccoons all day because right. I've seen black bears way too up close and personal Yeah, and just the size and the strength of these motherfuckers. I, I have no shot. There's, I do not see any black. scenario where I can defeat it. Rye on the other hand, Thinks he he can take a uh, a bear of his size. I mean, you see I'd the rather. Russians riding a bear. That's Russians. That's a different breed of white people. They're not in the discussion right now. We're talking about us. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um. I yeah. I'd probably. 
I'd probably rather fight a bear personally. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, the reason is, is that and this is to the death, right? There's one. Yes. Okay. There's just one. I got to zero. Exactly. I have to zero in on one thing, dude. Fucking raccoons. Have you ever, dude? All right. So yeah. there's, there's. Thank you. Place, just thank you for this right like, now. Thank okay. You. So there's this place in Pennsylvania where I grew up. It's it's called Raccoon, Pennsylvania, Raccoon Township. Oh my god! And um, so you go camping you come there. From such an interesting breed, bro. So you go camping there, and we would we went camping, left our shit out overnight because we're oh, idiots. Oh no! And literally, dude, they set like they dude, straight up sabotaged a bear. They like straight up sabotaged every single thing that we had. <laughs> All right, now if <laughs> just open the sandwich bag enough to make it soggy, but not enough even... to eat it to piss you off, dude. They're little assholes. <laughs> they really are, dude. Okay. Dicks. So, so I had, we had a, a mail in, we got an email about this and, and he, uh, a guy that listens to, to all the, the Monday Night master debaters. And he goes, I love the bear raccoon debate. I have dealt with raccoons for 25 years daily as a golf course, commercial landscape guy. I've gone against up against many animals. I crave it. What I have learned is the intelligence of the animal is your friend for victory. Bulls, bears, boars, and babies will win because they can't think their way out of the loss. Raccoons, cougars, elk, etc. can be bluffed. Kill the biggest, lead raccoon in this instance, and the rest run. You have to want it bad for them to be, uh, believe you are crazy. I would pick the raccoons all day long. Bro, his logic is undeniable. Look, you assert, you assert dominance quickly, right? right? And that's just it. And even at that point, okay, so I just stomped the head of the king raccoon in this bitch. Like, all right, let's go. Who's next? Yeah, man, you know, we had another Bad guy, uh, you know, mail in uh, to a separate show talking about uh, how one single raccoon ripped the fucking ear off of two off of one dude when both guys had guns okay they were turkey hunting uh one dude got his ear ripped off in about five seconds you know what i mean so it just I'm depends ready. how tough the raccoons are they shot the raccoon there was no rabies uh there was no uh stemper right there was no like wild diseases like that so it's just a seemingly a normal ass raccoon maybe it was territorial i had babies around um so like i, I like, hear you and yeah. I'm not downplaying the raccoon. Like, look, they I'm sure in the right setting and with the right, especially five of them, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure they could sneak attack, and I'm sure five of them in a, in a horde could be vicious. I'm not downplaying it. What I am saying, <clears throat> so I do a specific type of fighting as a sport, and I can tell you now, trying to manhandle a full-grown creature that's your size is a whole different thing than what i personally want to deal with if it was a fight for my life i would much especially rather one my... that's been in nature it's yeah. it, it's not any strength that's even close to human strength like, it's it's you know like I mean? it's like retard strength on steroids yes. it's not easy but all you need to do is like gouge a couple eyes out you gotta gouge two eyes out of this the guy in the email said that they don't know there's no loss for them they're gonna fight to the death Right. Yeah. They're an apex predator, man. Every time that they step up to the plate, this is a zero sum game for them because they only understand survival of the fittest. I you think you I mean? pluck a bear's eye out. It's going to, it's going to rethink what's going on there. What and, is yeah, this? And, the great outdoors not... where you shoot the hair off its ass and it runs away. Yeah. He might be onto something. I don't know. I've never been in a position to gouge a bear's eye out. I did pull two black bears teeth out once upon a time, but that was after it was dead. And I made those into a necklace, which is pretty sick. The claws. Fuck yeah. Too, 
broke. But my point is, though, I yeah, I'm definitely sticking with the raccoons because if Boo Hurt has fought, taught me anything, dude, trying to full on fight a guy and uh, keep in mind, I'm wearing like 85 pounds of armor whenever I fight and the guy I'm facing has the same thing going on. So we're talking about realistically 250 pounds, 250 pounds of just brute strength, knockdown, drag out fighting. Yo, I could not handle a bear. I'm just, I'm gonna be real with you. So what do you fight? I do Boo Hurt, which is a medieval How do you spell style. that? B-U-H-U-R-T. It's medieval real steel fighting. Um, this is not uh, LARPing or like, oh, I'm Lord so-and-so of the floopty floss. Nah, dude. This is full eight-pound axes, eight-pound swords, full force beating the shit out of each other. Um, oh, and it's I think wonderful. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. so... Matter of fact, me and him just got back from a tournament in uh, Clemson, South Carolina. We were in South Carolina when the balloon got shot down, as a matter of fact. Didn't know about it because I was in the middle of getting my head caved in by a big old boy from Virginia. But that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, dude, that's that's what I do as a side hobby. And Jonathan's going to get in it with me here soon. Huh. What is this? Oh, this is a commercial. Commercial, line. of course. Yeah. Dude. Oh, yo, Battle of the Nations. Uh, this Look is at this shit. Ukraine versus Russia. So this yo. is a 20. Yo, what the Igor, fuck? The, the guy this who's awesome. fighting this, this guy who's filming it, Igor Parventiv, he actually made my helmet that I fight with, and he is currently on the front line fucking putting rounds in uh, Russia. Sickle. And he's just hacking people. Oh, yeah, no, this is full force. This is not, not playtime. The, there's yeah. only a few rules, but yo, when when that when the flags go up and it's go time, it's go time. This is why is that like the boards right there? Uh, that's it's called the list. So that's like your uh, your arena. We don't have ropes. We have wooden uh, boards. It's all very much in line with medieval tournaments, uh, circa the fifteenth uh, and sixteenth century. And all the armor that we wear is also period correct. It has to be. Is it? Um, are they like timeouts, or do you just so go? It depends. There's different types of fighting. So there's like, for instance, if I was going in for a sword and shield duel, okay, so the other guy would have a sword and shield, and it would be strictly for points. Headshots are so many, body shots are so many. It's strictly like boxing for points, right? Then you have something called pro fights, which is basically cage fights, MMA. There's ground fighting in, uh, allowed in this. Uh, the ref will separate you after 10 seconds of being on the ground. Um, and then there's that whole subunit in and of itself. And whatever you're fighting with, weapons of choice or whatever, that's between you and your opponent. Y'all could set it up to where you're doing straight up two-handed axes. <laughs> Y'all just going to go fucking toe-to-toe -to -toe like that all night, which is dope. This um, is mayhem. So then this, they have five oh. on fives, 10 on tens, 20 on twenties. <laughs> um, the biggest that has been on record was a 150 on 150 in Europe a couple years back. Dude, it was like 21 minutes of straight elbows and assholes fighting, dog. It was legit. I didn't make that one. I was uh, before my time in the sport, but yeah, dude. And so when it's a group fight like this, a team melee is what it's called. Basically, you're dropping them. And as soon as they're down, they're down. And their body is now just an obstacle in the field. But it's damn near no holds bar to drop them. So what is it? Basically, your ass hits and you're down? Knees, hand. Uh, okay, like, so it's like NFL. All right. Basically, yeah, NFL rules as far as being down goes. Um, and it goes till there's a three-on-one ratio or to the last man standing. Dude, this is savage. This is yeah, – I so love this. The training that we do is a lot of standing judo, a lot of uh, Greco-Roman type wrestling. Uh, a lot of, There's obviously a weapons work component with that, which that just takes skill and getting your hand in it and getting used to it. On Dude, top of the fact you're wearing 85 pounds of steel and you can barely see anything, you can barely breathe. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how do you get used to the armor? 
you just wear it and you just get used to it, man. Just like I'll wear it just around my house on any random day just to get used to it because <laughs> balancing yourself, yo, legit. Put How's the UPS you guy react to that? With it all on and shit. Do what now? Do you like go jogging with it on and all that shit? I should. I don't. That'd be a good good move. I Can should, you but jog I don't in it? because that is hot, dude. Is it is it, it possible to run in that stuff? Oh, you yeah. I mean, you'll see guys full force run across the list and body check other guys on the other corner. Absolutely. Okay. So in America, Dallas is the uh, I guess you could say running the 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 list on American teams, the Dallas Warlords. But yeah, so anyway, long story short, what this sport has taught me as far as body mechanics go. There is no fucking way that I myself, I'm sure there's a 180 pound dude that could handle a 180 pound bear. That, that guy's out there. It is not this sure. guy. I promise you that. <laughs> Man, I don't know, dude. I think that people underestimate themselves fighting one-on-one. Like there's dudes that have fought cougars. And I think, I, I, to be clear, I think a cougar yeah, uh, that weighs half as much as the bear that you're fighting is going to fucking murder you more no so doubt. than a bear. A cougar well, is a scary thing to fight. Too. It used to be a thing at the circus. You could box a bear, right? They'd have a muzzle on them. They put some gloves on them. You could pay 10 bucks or whatever to box a bear for a minute. But even that's then. That's kind of sad. But that's is. a domesticated time, bear, right? Yeah, it's I on mean, heroin. Yeah, right. But at the same time, that bear wouldn't lose. Like, yeah, there's yeah. never a time where that bear was, like, in danger. I don't care never what gets knocked you out. have with gloves in there. The bear is going to play with him for a minute and then throw him if he fucking wants. Exactly. Yeah. He's it's like not, 180 pounds of bear strength ain't 180 pounds of human strength. You feel me? That's a different level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's anyway, a, yeah, it's we a never ending a debate. tangent on this one. <laughs> oh, that's what this is all about. We go on some weird fucking tangents on here. And that's that's why I love this show. Where are y'all based out of? I'm in Western Mass. Oh, Jesus. I am sorry you're at that high north, dude. How's the winter treating you? It's dude. It's it, it's going to be fifty this week in really? February. It is insane. It we've had we had two days. One day where it was, uh, you know, wind chill was negative thirty or something like that. Oh, but it was one day, and that was it. And and then the next day it was, or the day after it was fifty degrees, and it's been obscenely warm here. Oh my god! Because that's exactly what all of your immune systems needed. Because totally. Oh yeah, to go from that, and and that's the problem. We go from, you know, and it's warm, but then we'll we'll get some snow, and then it'll go from fifty in the day to you know sixteen at night. And Dude, everybody's lungs has got the crud in it, the bronchitis, the strep, the it's flu season slash COVID slash whatever the new. I heard some dumb shit. Apparently, Neuro. bird flu, norovirus making its way back. back. Yeah. I got an update on my phone. It's hilarious. I got uh, you know a Fox News update that uh, the Queen or whatever has Corona, and oh. then like right under it, I got an update from the Weather Channel talking about um, 250 breakouts in the last six months of norovirus. I'm like, holy Ew. shit! You guys are just trying to push something, hoping you're throwing anything at the wall, hoping something sticks. That's it. They're throwing. I won't be surprised if West Nile 2.0 plus all of a sudden comes out and people are scared shitless of mosquitoes now. It's well, what, ca- what caused thing. the egg shortage? Uh, right. Why not right? bird it's, flu? It's a flu. Bird Let's flu. Let's throw out some bacon flu while we add it. Let's get a yeah. swine flu resurgency. <laughs> Fuck Let's fucking pigs. take it back to the old days, you know? There is a thing, though, where there, there was experiments ran where uh, mosquitoes vaccinated a dude. Like it was an experiment that was ran by the NIH. 
where it took like uh I think 200 mosquitoes to fully vaccinate a dude. So I'm they're sure trying to... I'm sure they've done an experiment where they've impregnated a woman with mosquitoes. I would not be surprised you, but it's just so scary. And wow. the same person that was I actually uh I might be able to pull this up really quick. Could you imagine oh. that? You'd have to train a mosquito to suck up semen and then go to its location and, and inject. <laughs> the, the amount of training it would take for a mosquito. Good God. I'm sure it's not impossible, but at some point you have to wonder, like, so you were so worried about if you could, you never stopped to worry if you should. But that's right. not how the United States government does its science programs. <laughs> if it's worth no. doing, it's worth overdoing. And, and yeah. yeah, paying like out your ass. Oh, yeah. And don't, don't forget, we got to have Nazi scientists on it. That's the only way this shit works anymore, gents. <laughs> right, dude. Genetically modified mosquitoes doing this shit. And what was interesting was here, it says um, this Dr. Kirsty Like calls the research a total game changer. And this same lady that says this is a game changer led the phase one trials for COVID uh, for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine and was uh, co-investigator for the Moderna and Novavax COVID vaccines. Which, so this lady that says that this is breakthrough technology and awesome shit is also uh, involved on with the Pfizer's COVID shit. Well, and they also Dogger. just included it in the in the in the schedule, the annual schedule for vaccines. So there it's you go, just, man. you know, they, they literally give us the playbook beforehand. But for some reason, people don't listen whenever you show them. Nope. You know, because meanwhile, they're over here trying to genetically modify mosquitoes to vaccinate people. I've always wondered, why don't you genetically modify mosquitoes to, I don't know, suck the shit out of a, a, a zit on a teenager's face. Yeah. Let's create or, a breed of mosquitoes that survive nice. off a of pus. I'm on board yeah. with this. Or no, that no, delivers delivers vitamin D or something healthy, you know, instead Anything. of poison. One time, right? One time. You fucking fluoridate our water. You're spraying our skies. You're blowing up trains full of PVC pipes. Like, right. what the fuck, guys? Can you throw us a bone here? But then don't you think that we would all be really worried if they're like, dude, they fucking have fucking mosquitoes that are injecting us with vitamin D? What else is in there? You know what oh, I mean? We, they, we, we'd be still suspicious. You want to talk yeah, about genetically they modified never, insects? Their track record is fucking terrible, right? It's dog shit. It's literally <laughs> a zero. Know? Okay, so on, you're in Massachusetts. Where are you from? I'm in Tucson, man. Tucson, Arizona. Okay, so neither of you have love bugs where you're at. Nope. All right. Love bugs. Go ahead and Google image a love bug. This is kissing bugs. No, no. Different. This okay. is a genetically modified bug that was released out of a lab of one of these colleges. I've heard three different colleges claim it. They serve no purpose. Nothing eats them. They do nothing to the environment, nothing to the ecosystem. And somehow they only come out at spring and they're only attracted to white cars. They do nothing, but they're here. And the only way they could do this is by genetically modified bugs. The, the story is that they were released in a attempt to help pollinate corn. And apparently all they did was just breed. And that's all they do. You'll see them, two of them flying ass to ass anytime in Louisiana in the spring. These things yeah, are fucking here we disgusting. Go. And they don't stink. They don't, they don't sting you. They don't bite. They literally do nothing but just annoy the fuck out of you for being everywhere. They look like smaller versions of cockroaches. Uh, kind of. They're black. They got a little orange speckle on their uh, on their torso there. And that's all they do. They they get born, they go ass to ass, they make babies, they die. They don't eat anything to my knowledge either. It's wild. Seems kind of like a June bug almost, but nothing uh okay. things will eat June bugs. Think of a June bug that has no natural predator. No natural predator, huh? <laughs> I mean, at least if it does have a natural predator, 
in in my 30 years of living in the south i have never one time seen anything eat a joom i literally put a frog's mouth trying to make it eat a love bug it, it wanted nothing to do with it it's wild man but they are definitely genetically modifying insects that have no purpose and they're releasing them that's been confirmed already you know what i mean that's strange man anyway yeah, that's crazy damn yeah i've heard so many different stories as to where they came from and what they're supposed to do it that that's a whole rabbit hole but apparently only people in the south even know about them i've never heard the the, the term before that's I, interesting. I believe it but if you ever came to louisiana in the spring or summer and you had a white car you would see them and you would ask so many questions that every local would just be like yeah it's, we see this every year it's wild different areas of the country have so many things that only are you know what i mean so specific yeah. yep no it's wild man we got kuda mondays out here the little desert monkeys and that's not a racial slur it's literally <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. i was gonna say right that's not a way to talk about your people you have a what desert year monkey? is it what year is it no yeah it they're desert monkeys dude it's wild what? kuda mondays they're they like the chipmunks no they're like full-size fucking monkeys they look like uh type in let me i'll, I'll see if i can find them because they're tough to spell they're the arizona state uh state animal i'll be damned see okay so for instance people don't believe that we have black panthers in louisiana either they're like oh there's only so many north american cougars it's like no i know for sure there's hundreds of them in the bayous and we have them all over trail cams but nobody wants to acknowledge it you're saying you have a monkey that lives in the desert of arizona bro fucking why not <laughs> that's what they are uh, kind of seem like here see, so the mexican raccoon the kunda oh. the kuda mundi let me see if I can spell it right. Kuda Munda. It's K U D A M U N D I, I think. There's Mexican trash pandas just out and about that are actually in the primate family. Where the fuck have I been? Dude, yes. And like, so what? They look like little brontosaurus. Yes. When fuck? you see them run in, when they play them running in reverse, that literally looks like mini Jurassic Park, dude. Oh, oh it froze. Son of a bitch. Okay, here Kuda we go. Mondays or whatever. Look at this. It's a trip to watch these things uh, act out in nature. Like we uh, we were hunting one time and they were they like they'll throw rocks at each other and they'll just fuck around. It's it's epic to watch so these things play around. It's like a squirrel and a raccoon kind of combined, but desert vibe. Okay. And they swing around from trees are very agile. Um, I bet fighting five of these things would be up there with fighting five raccoons, to be honest. These things I'd rather fight the raccoons rather than these things. They seem a little more uh a little more agile agile yeah these things are nuts yeah like They're i wouldn't want to fight man. five spider monkeys i would fight yeah. five raccoons though but spider monkeys are a whole separate you know yeah spider monkeys are probably the most agile uh <laughs> also honey badgers but yeah dude see i mean no i would i don't want to fight one honey badger i'm walking no away fuck that dude can literally survive a cobra biting it you think it's gonna give a fuck about me yep. Yep. no shot oh, <laughs> or a damn mongoose or something yeah oh dude mongoose are another one they look like they're this like cute little creature dude they will fuck up some shit tasmanian yep. devils are another one they're wild yep and I mean, you ever hear them scream uh-uh Woo! i've heard on. a black panther do its call <laughs> though and it sounds like a woman screaming in the woods you want to talk about terrify you in the middle of the night in a tent <laughs> yeah man, animals are a trip dude yeah they Good are times. Uh, again, we've gone off on a wild tangent, as yeah. apparently the show does. Oh, all the time. I, hey, I know you Love guys got to run. We do. Um, so do me a, do do me a favor and let everybody know where they can find you. 
That's all you, brother. Sure. We are uh, the Cult of Conspiracy Podcast. You can find us on all podcast all podcast platforms everywhere. Um, we are also on Rockfin at Cult of or at um, Rockfin.com slash Cult of Conspiracy. Sorry. Um, and uh, Instagram, uh, Cult of Conspiracy Podcast. Also, TikTok, Cult of Conspiracy Podcast. All the all the places. We're not on Twitter. We're not on YouTube. We don't like to go onto places where we can be heavily censored. We've already had one channel removed off of YouTube, so we don't even play around with that anymore. So you want to see any kind of video content, you'll be able to see the clips at TikTok and Instagram or the full video at rockfin.com. Also, if, if I can give myself a shameless plug real quick, I'm about to do a spinoff podcast. It's going to be called The Prophecy Playbook. It is going to be all about biblical end-time prophecies and how that looks geopolitically in the world today. Um, there's not going to be any opinion based on it. It's strictly going to be scripture and talking about that area of the world today and what it would look like for all these countries to unite to make these things happen. So that's going to be launching into this month. Prophecy Playbook. Be on the lookout for that one as well. Cool. I like that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm stoked about that one. That's, that's going to be an interesting one. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that now. No doubt. Also, me watching my mouth. That's going to be an interesting one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not good at it. <laughs> but to give this particular topic the respect and the reverence that it deserves. Uh, I'm going to have to like clean up my act and like really like write a script for myself. And mm, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. You can't quote the scripture and drop an F bombs, you know, (laughs) but that's the thing. That's my style of, uh, that's me as a Christian. Like, cause I have, Oh no, I I love it, but I'm going (laughs) to, you're going to get major backlash from the hardcore people. That's the thing, man. I want this to be something that can be listened to by everyone of all ages. I want it to be, I want it to be something that like my grandmother can share with her prayer group, as well as like my buddies that I served with can share with their people. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, be on the lookout for that one. Prophecy playbook. I'm really, really excited about that one launching, but anyway, cool, man. guys, oh, yeah. thank you so much for hopping on with us. Uh, yeah, any, anytime you want to come back on, let me know. I'd love to have you back. This was, this was a fun conversation. Hell yeah, brother. We'd love to come back. Excellent. Right. What do you got these days? Nothing new, man. Uh, just doing, uh, you know, uh, the, the store dangerous world podcast, that website link is finally not broken. Everything's good there. So the merch is live and then doing the DWP versus the internet, like where I'm taking people's videos and like, you know, kind of dissecting them, giving my own shit on top of it. And it's a fun thing. So just, uh, trying to, my goal is to have a show every single day, but it's kind of tough to to you know have that much time and actually keep the the content quality. So we're getting there. We'll see how it goes. But what nice. about you, man? Uh same old. I did I did a podcast last night, so I didn't have to watch the Super Bowl with uh, with Dave Zed and and Brandon Thomas from uh, Expanding Reality, and it was a lot of fun. We were talking about ley lines and and Earth energy and sacred geography and sacred geometry and all that shit. So uh i'm gonna be dropping that on the patreon this week so uh be on the lookout for that other than that not a whole lot you you know where to find me you can find all my shit on instagram uh all my links are in my link tree uh great deception podcast on youtube uh patreon.com slash the great deception podcast feel free to sign up we got a uh patron only zoom call on friday so anybody that wants to hop in feel free guys thank you very much uh, I appreciate it. This was a great conversation here. Stay strong. 